Hi, I'm Karen Derricades, multidisciplinary artist, educator, and artistic director of Never Gallery Ready. And you're listening to We Make Media, a podcast about how the culture we produce shapes media and how that goes both ways. Hi, you're listening to the We Make Media podcast, and today I'm speaking with four brilliant young women who have participated in Never Gallery Ready digital arts programming in the past. Uh, one in Scarborough and one in Etobicoke. Um, I've asked them to talk to me today about why they make art, how the internet fits into their process, and the future of media as they see it. Hi, how's it going, guys? It's going good. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? All right, so my name is Fatima, and I like to make digital art. I do 2D animation, and I use Photoshop to do most of the things I do online. You do some digital painting as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. How old are you? I am 13 years old. Hi, my name is Abigail. I'm 15 years old and I make digital art and drawing and things. I also do some photography. I use Ibis Paint mostly for coloring my sketches and for editing photos I use Lightroom on my phone. Hi, I'm Kiona Broderick and I am 15 years old. I love to draw, I love to edit, Disney edits, and yeah, I'm also in a performing arts program, so yeah. I do drama. I'm Lori Berberian. I'm 16 years old. I sing, I draw a little bit, and I also make short films and documentaries about uh, the most beautiful and devastating things I've seen in the world. My inspiration is usually my experiences in the world and my travels, and uh, I use Premiere Pro uh, to edit all my videos, usually film on my phone, and combine them smoothly using other editing apps as well. The aim of my films are to shed some light and awareness on sensitive topics that aren't talked about pretty often and to get people talking about them. And my uh, first film uh, was aimed to show what the average woman goes through while walking on the street in regards to street harassment. And it was part of a filmmaking program and that inspired me to create my future films as well. Amazing. What about the rest of you? Who are your audiences that you tend to, who do you, how do you make the things you make and who do you make them for? Well, I mostly make them for my um, followers. Not my family, I don't, they're not really into the things that I like. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so mostly I'm going to have to point out that I do Tangled and in the moment I'm mostly doing Frozen. I'm not going to go into the ships that I do, but yeah. So what do you mean by you do Tangled? Um, what do I, like um, Tangled the series. So you do, you you, you make drawings that are fan art. Yeah, they like what I do. What inspires you to? Emojis inspire me, like when I look at emojis. It helps, it, the emotions give me inspiration, like happy emojis. It makes me inspired to do happy things, like, for example, <laughs> crying emojis make me feel joy and laughter. Instead of, like, it's, it's confusing, it's hard to explain, but mm. emojis help me out. Thanks. Yeah. Amazing. My audience is currently myself. I usually just make things for myself, although I am planning on extending it to social media in the near future. Cool. And you work a lot on Photoshop. Uh, Yeah, I do. I do. 
And something that inspires me whenever I'm working is probably whatever I'm feeling that day. Like if I'm feeling like pretty good, I wouldn't draw something depressing because it wouldn't go well. And if I'm not feeling that good that day, then I do something on the more mellow side. What about you, Abigail? What inspires your work or who do you do it for? I mostly do the work for myself so I can look back at it and get inspired by all the things I've done in the past and improve on it. Looking at art that I made in 2018 versus 2020 really makes me happy and more encouraged to continue improving. Amazing. Thank you. I know that you had, Kiona, when we were working all together in Scarborough, um, you had made your 100th follower on Instagram. Um, and that was really, you were really excited about that. And now about a year and a half later, how many, how many followers have you got? 700 and something. I don't remember the, how much it is, but I know somewhere around 700 followers. And how does that change what you make and how you make it at all? I, all I can say is that I, um, drew what I love. Like I always look at the shows that I watch and I just do what I do and then people like it and then the more followers that see it the more people see it the more they're interested into it and then they just follow along and they look at more of it and they follow me that's I don't know what to say about that do you make stuff for them? well yeah I do but mostly it's for myself too of course I'm interested in how you guys uh, connect with audiences online Right, how the internet connects you with, with people to just check out your work, uh, fans, followers, uh, potential collaborators, um, yeah, all of that. Okay. So uh, I share my videos on YouTube and um, I think it's a great way to share everything I do uh, with the world. And I usually send the link to all my friends uh, or post it on my other social media accounts uh, just to get more eyes on it and to share what I'm feeling or thinking at that moment. And I think the internet has helped me so much with that and I couldn't have done that with uh, other means. Well, I use Instagram because it's really easy to post things and interact with your followers because they can like and comment and also message you. So I find that really fun to like receive comments and messages sometimes. You had a public account, no, and then and and then you decided to to change that. Yeah, I tried to keep my personal life and my art separate. So I have one private account for friends and people to follow, and I also have one art account so people like the public can see it. And also, sometimes it gets really discouraging when your account isn't growing that much. But once you get over that, it's more fun to post rather than worry about your followers. You're you're not on there yet, Fatima. Uh, no, but uh, are yet. these what do you think about these things? Are these reasons to get to get on to to, to social media or to stay off of it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. One of the reasons why uh, for quite some time I've stayed off of social media is actually because of the criticism. I am not very good with criticism, mm. so I just get really scared. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen when I actually start? But social media, in my opinion, is actually a pretty good way to like share your art or like pretty much anything and like gain a good audience. It's a lot easier than uh, not using social media. Uh, so to force myself to get into social media, I recently 
joined a multi-animator project. What's a multi-animator project? It's when, like, so someone, they host the project, like, there's a song or, like, audio recording, and they divide it into different parts. And uh, what happens is that they make a set of different rules, like, what it's supposed to be about. Sometimes they're scripted, so it's kind of like an entire story. Sometimes they're random. It kind of depends on what the host says. Where do these tend to happen? Where do these usually Um, happen? I've currently only seen it on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure it's in other places as well. And any animator who's like, oh, I want to do this, uh, then they just go, they comment like, hey, can I be a part of this? And depending on the host criteria, they'll say yes or no. And uh, they choose what part they want. How do you find out about these multi these these multi animator projects? Is there do, Most do you search, search it up? Like, do you search multi animator project and yeah, it, and then it disappears. But you're involved in a multi animator project yeah, yeah. now, which I think is due somewhere late March, early April. So I'm going to use that to force myself into posting things on YouTube. Right. So it's a project that you're doing in real life. Yeah. Right. But then you know that you'll have... It's, it can be tough sometimes, no, to know if we have enough content, right? It's like it's this kind of chicken and egg, too. Do we have enough audience? Because audience helps us shape our ideas, right? When we know who we're creating for and we know who's interested in our stuff, it's a lot easier to then create stuff because you're like, oh, I know so-and-so. I bet so-and-so is going to love this, right? And you get a lot of likes, reshares, et cetera. Um, And also on the other end, it can be very difficult to say, well, I'm going to set up a social media um, calendar and I'm going to post every day, but uh, I don't have anything and I want to make the art, right? (laughs) It's like you're going to spend all the time. So I can see how that project, um, you know, is not only going to be an opportunity for you to collaborate with others and make some stuff, but also to have some content to share uh, online to help build an audience. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a bit about um, a bit more about um, some of the ways that social media can uh, connect us, but it can also put us against each other. I mean, you you know, you, you had mentioned Fatima not not uh, liking criticisms. I mean, I think the I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the problems is that often it's the criticisms aren't about the art, right? They're kind of like totally random and and nasty and toxic and um, uh, or or am I wrong? Do do, do do the criticism you were talking about, Abigail? Was that uh, were they were comments that are just? Or it's not even the comments, it's just the likes, the the like game. I've never really received any negative comments or anything. It's just some people's accounts accounts grow faster than mine. It was kind of discouraging because I'm a student, so I'm kind of busy. I can't do a lot of art as much as I would like to and post as often as other people do. But once I got over that and just posted at my speed, watched my account grow as slowly as it is, but it's it's going it's good amazing that's so great yeah that's really important it's hard to it's hard to not give in to that pressure it can be tough to just put out stuff every single day um and certainly uh it can be great to hear the positive stuff but it can also be um the way that they shape the social medias can be very competitive um you are Lori. you show stuff on youtube youtube is kind of known for its like toxic commentary um but you're also the stuff that you're that you're sharing is about uh social change social justice and so sometimes that can actually you know people can 
it can start a really be a great place to start a discussion, right? Right. With regards to YouTube and my videos, um, I don't focus too much about how many views it gets, as long as it reaches the people it has to reach, and uh, at least one person is inspired to change or understands a topic. Uh, better than they understood before watching the video or uh, is it just like has seen this new like epiphany with a new topic I'm talking about so as long as it's affected one person I'm good with that so I don't really care about how many the number of views my videos get so the comment I don't get usually too many comments it's usually my friends who watch it and um, they love it and they're like continue to do whatever you're doing and uh, they really encouraged me to do what I love. And when you showed your film, which film did you show at the film festival? Um, I made my first film with a program my school organized, a filmmaking workshop, uh, in cooperation with Palm Film Festival. And the film was focused on street harassment. And it was the first film I actually made a storyboard for, learned how to use a camera properly and all of the equipment in regards to that. Went to multiple locations to find the perfect spot, changed the spot on the day of because of the weather, learned how to work with a seven-person team, uh, asked my brother to come help. Uh, it was like a family, friend kind of uh, environment. It was amazing. So I learned a lot of skills with seven hours of filming So in downtown. And it touched a lot of people. And uh, I think you were one of the <laughs> few people whose hearts uh, uh, were touched. And I think... I was really encouraged by how that was, how that resonated with people mm. and um, decided to make that uh, the main goal of the channel to inspire change. Amazing. And did you screen that anywhere? I did. It was all the films were screened at the Palm Film Festival. I I, my film was not chosen as um, one of the best ones, but I took that as a way to, you're not going to show my film? I, I will show it to more people than the theater can fit. So that's why I shared it uh, on Facebook so and other social media. And it got like... 600 views amazing yeah. <laughs> so the audience experience when you did the at the screening so did, you didn't you didn't get a chance to interact with the audience or hear back from the audience no. or anything right no i didn't say that um what's changed is i think people's uh attention span has gotten shorter so mm. uh once i asked my friend uh mm. how long of a video would you watch if i made it one about uh, armenia our trip and uh, she's like five minutes and i was thinking about making like an hour-long film <laughs> so i'm like oh that changes my plans so I so I ended up making multiple short films and I realized it makes more sense about how you're focused on one single topic and you show every aspect of it one time and then whenever they're free they watch the other one and then they focus on that single topic as well so I think she had a point and I'm thankful I asked her <laughs> well I know that you do you do a lot of uh, Kiona you, you do a lot of kind of collaborations as well with yeah. I mean obviously being doing fan art yeah. um, but also I see a lot of times you are you know using social media and Instagram in ways that I don't even understand uh, <laughs> which I'm just you know inviting people in to or being part of these things that are like I think they're like chain you? art or something it's like you see you, somebody makes it and then the next person makes it and you're like oh. everybody's making a I think they're talking about hashtag draw this in your style set, set. Sure, yes. I, I, I That's one I'm of old. them, I believe, yes. 
could, oh. You want me to talk sure, about Sure, can you tell me about Yeah, sure. You basically just draw anything and you put down hashtag jobless in your style, you post it, and it's a challenge that anyone could jump in and just draw whatever. For example, I don't know, I do you in my style. Anyone could draw you in their style. Mm. And then they tag me, they put their hashtag, and sometimes if it's a competition, I would post the winners and I'll do the first place winner would get a repost, a redraw, um, art request, anything of their choice, you know? What's an art request? Art request is you just ask the artist to do anything and draw anything. I mean, well, like Very I have cool. rules. Like, I can't draw everything. I'm still a teenager and I still have parents. But <laughs> <laughs> that was like, excuse me. Oh, good yeah, lord. So. That's yeah. what I'm talking about with the audience. Yeah, the danger of growing an audience. Yeah. Mm. So just in case. So that's what our um, hashtag draw this in your style is. It's fun. Right. If people join in. For example, I would um, post my drawing and the person would draw this in your, st your own style and um, in their own style. There will be like a lot and I'll be like, okay, I like this one. This is my favorite one. I'll make this first place or second place, you know? So it's not always based on how many likes that people were in, in response to it. It's the art style, you know? I mean, it's, well, it can be, it it's all depends on the person's opinion. I'll be like, you know, I like this one. I'm going to make this first place. I'll make this one second place. Mm. And then, yeah, right. because it's too hard for me to decide. So it'll take a long to take longer, <laughs> but yeah. You ask other people, what do you think? Okay, you involve you other think, people in the jury, yeah. What do you think of this drawing? So you mentioned recording on your phone. I know that you make, when, when we were working together a couple of years ago, the, you were doing a lot of stuff on your phone. Do you still do most of your stuff on your phone? Oh, yeah. On drawing apps on your phone? Yeah, editing on my phone, for sure. Drawing digital art on my tablet. I guess I a stylist from, from the dollar store. Oh, <laughs> the dollar store has stylists? Yes, well, wow. the one across the street. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So you're drawing it on the iPad, you're editing it on the app. What app are you using? I use Ibis Paint. This and you are recording on a phone? You were, you had recorded on a phone? Yeah, Both your I films? I still, yeah. Right. I've, I think I've made like four or five films so far, and all of them are on my phone, yeah. What, what kind, of, all on your phone, what kind of phone do you use? iPhone 6, and it's not even the most recent um, iPhone, and I think it does a pretty good job capturing what I see with my eyes. And then you edit it? Uh... On uh, Premiere Pro, and uh, I try to fix all the colors and all the mismatches I see and uh, try to make it as smooth as possible. And that's also on your phone? That is all on my phone. Wow. Oh, the Premiere Pro? No. Okay. The Premiere Pro is on the computer. Okay. And now I found a new app that does pretty much what Premiere Pro does with only $7 of payment for life. Wow. <laughs> so it's called uh, Movie Clips uh, and it's on my phone currently. <laughs> what about you, Fatima? You talked about where you work in Photoshop. Is that on a computer or? Uh, yeah, that's on a computer. But a more mobile option that I use is Flip a Clip. It's not as diverse as uh, like the amount of tools that Photoshop has, mm -hmm. but it's still pretty dope. Like um, it's really easy to uh, use as so long as you have a stylus. If you're just flip a clip. Yeah, flip a clip. And what does it exactly do for you? What can you do with it? You basically do frame animation with it. Yeah, I don't like sketching on my phone that much because I find it really hard on such a small screen. So I normally sketch on my sketchbook, take a picture on my phone, then transfer it into the app. I also have a drawing tablet that we've been talking about, but I like sketching on that on my computer. It's much easier than on my phone. 
but there's something wrong with it lately. It's kind of messed up. I don't really know what's wrong, so right. I don't use it as, as often as I used to. So I do prefer my phone over the drawing tablet. Drawing tablets is so much easier mm -hmm. than uh, just working on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. uh, although personally, drawing tablet-wise, I think Wacom is kind of overrated. It's pretty expensive. But the phone is a choice for you, Lori. Uh, the phone is uh, because of my laziness to actually get uh, and buy a camera. Oh, okay. Uh, or look for the perfect one because there's so many kinds and types and lenses and whatevers. Mm. And it's so hard. It takes like 50 hours. You, I'm going to waste all that time. I can just record 50 films at, during that same time on my phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. It, mm. For the camera, you're not going to buy a camera a year. So you're going to have to, if you choose the wrong one, mm -hmm. you're going to have to, you're stuck with that for at least five years. So uh, good luck using that one while yeah. you could have just done um, it so much faster and easier with your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, I bought a camera when I was studying photography in Paris. This old photography, like film, film photography. <clears throat> and I spent a lot of time picking out a camera right. um, and went to class and my teacher looked at it and said, this is how you say in English, piece of crap. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, <laughs> I don't think they're going to let me return it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, <laughs> so it's not, uh, yeah, um, you know, things change very quickly, so it's tough and things change much quicker now. Okay, so I wanted to ask you guys also about your favorite fan moments. So, um, you know, a moment where someone reached out to you or might have let you know that what you're doing was really inspiring them. Um, when my close friend said that just only two posts, my art really improved, like it really got better than before just by two posts. Mm. That was really inspiring and it boosted me up a lot. Right. But anybody else doesn't have to be, a, you know, someone someone you know. It could be a stranger. It could be um, even. It doesn't have to be online. That's for sure. Um, I recently shared uh, two of my videos with a known Armenian Facebook page and um, told them you have the same goal as me to get more eyes on uh, how beautiful our country is and if you want to share it on your page and uh, they're like my pleasure so they did and someone replied on one of the comments uh, on um, one of the videos saying that um, they agree with my opinion about how beautiful the country is and the churches and monasteries I showed in the video so uh, I was inspired the, to continue because uh, I achieved the goal of showing uh, someone who hasn't seen it yet what they're missing out on. Amazing. Back in summer, I received a message from someone who followed me saying that I really inspired them and I was becoming one of their favorite artists. And it really made me happy and feel like I was actually doing something rather than just posting. I was actually impacting someone's life and it impacted my own life and really encouraged me to continue making art because I was in like a down moment. And it was really, it was really nice, and made me really happy. Yeah, who's an artist that that you that you find uh, online, or YouTube, uh, in real life that inspires you? Um, I think uh, all artists or YouTubers worldwide that make videos or anything to try to help people or advise them. Uh, with any part of their lives by showing their experience or uh, their personal help is really inspiring, and I think. If people like that continue to do what they're doing, um, they can really cause some serious change in people's lives.
YouTube is definitely that's the how-to. It's the wiki how. Right. Share like their experiences, and you feel like, oh, I can relate to them. You don't feel alone, even though they're probably in another country. Uh, so it's amazing. You feel so close to humanity. Are you on Facebook as well? I am on Facebook, uh, Snapchat. I use WhatsApp sometimes just to send over the link. Um, I don't use Instagram. If you had to pay for it to use YouTube, it mm. would um, it would still function just as well as it's functioning now because it's just this ready platform of every single department, like help for every single department, and you can just find whatever you're looking for mm. in a split second. So I think. Uh, but you know, you're missing out if you're not using it. The YouTube didn't used to have commercials back in the day. So that's so, so. But but it's interesting. It's interesting what uh, you know. So people still talk about how the YouTube was ruined by commercials because it used to be completely like community right, yeah, video yeah. stuff, right? Like it was not. There was none of this like cutting cutting into mm -hmm. your video and with you know. But does it really matter if it's doing that? That's my question for you. Does it matter? Yeah. Do you think it matters? Think Do you think okay. it makes a difference? I think it's okay. Some of the advertisements I actually think are pretty cool. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, this was actually pretty well made. I wonder how they did this. Mm. Um, I remember one time I spent 20 minutes of my time watching a 30-minute advertisement about pillows, and mm. it was actually pretty interesting. Uh <laughs> Are you on Facebook, Abigail? No. Kiona? No. no. Are you guys only on Instagram? Mm. Yeah. Well, there was a time I used Amino. I'm not sure if you know what that app is. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's an app. Uh, well, I, before I had Instagram, Amino was a place for... I would say Amino is a place for kids who can't have Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why can't they have it? Yes. Just because they're not allowed? Their parents yeah, won't let them? Like, or? Well, you know, you would have those parents who would say, oh, it's too dangerous. Right. And then you want to be an artist and you want to post your stuff there. Because Amino is a place where you get likes, you share and you get chats, you get group chats, and you have a community. And the best part about Amino is that there's like different groups. It's like, the, it's one app, but it, if you get the app, there's like different groups. Like you would join the Amino called Frozen, Frozen Amino, hmm. where you, it's all about Frozen, just Frozen. Oh, okay, cool. So they organize them by group kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Which I is know. kind of like Facebook or like hashtags. That's how I got some of my friends on that on that app. And so but it's safer. It's a closed network. It's not public. Is that is that why parents allow allow folks to go on it when at a younger age? I would say it's okay because the parents don't even know about it. <laughs> yeah, people know about it. Like most people, they know more about like Instagram, right? Like Instagram is a more popular thing where everyone posts everything. There's Amino. I would say Amino is more about cartoons and you just join whatever you want like you just type down um anything like i don't know fashion amino there will be a fashion amino just for you like where you can post your designs and stuff and you get likes amazing so, yeah i have to check that out yeah. does everybody know about that but me sorry um also well i mean it's interesting because facebook is a very social justice space like a very active like it doesn't surprise me that 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 uh, your that your stuff gets a lot of um uh attraction on, on facebook mm -hmm. um because facebook is kind of the original social media network for organizing right like uh, instagram is like the art gallery and facebook is like the town hall right it's where you go and you're like all right everybody we're gonna protest tomorrow people don't do that on instagram mm -hmm. nobody's talking about Social, like organizing social justice stuff. Does anybody follow uh, hashtags on Instagram? Yes. That's one thing I love about Instagram, yeah. 
you can follow an idea, right? Or you can follow food or you can follow hashtag, right? So obviously hashtags, we can use hashtags to organize ideas um, on Twitter and, and anywhere. Um, but outside of there and Instagram is the only place I know of where you can actually follow an idea hashtags so you can follow are, a hashtag hashtags are really good for people to look for um certain things that they like and that's hashtags is also good for artists who to find to help people find your art too mm-hmm. say hashtag sketch hashtag digital art hashtag illustration and what about twitter all i think about is people just commenting down rude things like i don't mm, know the was, toxic do you think like, about toxic the toxic things, like they say it? bad things about certain things and certain shows and they would say Oh, I hate this. Oh, what would, you, would you guys notice about this and that? Hmm. Oh, I heard about this person doing that. Oh. Like, don't support this artist. Don't support that. That's all I hear about Twitter. Right. It's the Twitter beefs. It's like the right. Twitter is the war where you just throw the gossips. Like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. But Twitter is the news. I mean, Twitter is the yeah. If, if Instagram is the art gallery and Facebook is the uh, social change. Yeah, the the town square. <laughs> then Twitter is the nightly news. Right. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys about TikTok just really quickly. Your your thoughts, yeah, your thoughts on TikTok. <laughs> okay, uh, I am a TikTok hater. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate TikTok? I'm just gonna put it up. Why do you hate TikTok? It's not like a thing about TikTok. It's more like that. My parents use it all the time, and it's so your annoying. parents use it. Yes. What? That's strange. Right. Yeah, your parents right. use it. Wow. Your parents use it. Yeah. So yeah, like they use it all the time, and I. I'm just sitting in, my, in the room, right, doing my homework, and then all of a sudden I hear some music playing. It's oh. really? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. That's so great. What about you guys think of TikTok? Um, uh, I've heard uh, three people have died because of one dance, and I just see TikTok Seriously? as the enemy, the ultimate enemy <laughs> right now. Reason. I really three people died. I love the and so answer, yeah. uh, that, and I just think it's a waste of time, and mm-hmm. I think because of uh, people's, like, at, like bad habits right now that you have to f- do something you feel uh, unproductive if you don't so these apps that's why apps like this like musically and all of that just prosper because people just need something to do and it's just this way to waste time people spend hours on this because they have nothing better to do so I think it just fills people's need of wasting time and that's why it's so famous right now because People like to dance around, so they just found what people want at the moment and they just put it in an app. Now people are addicts to it. Um, I'm not really bothered by it. It's just the only thing that really bothers me about it is that as an editor, there's people who make edit audios. I'm not sure. It's like it's perfect music with mm. perfect plots. It's like beat and all that stuff. Mm. Um, and then I hear um, the the audio, they, they take the edit audios who create the audios and they just use that mm. and it's just it just bothers me like at first before I became an editor I hear those all the time but then on TikTok and then I was just like oh that's a cool edit thing that people made mm. and next thing you know I found the edit audio per- the person who made it mm. and then I'm just like isn't that from TikTok and then there's so many people in the comments like oh that person I remember this song this is from TikTok this person made this and I'm like that this person made it. Like, yeah, yeah. TikTok just, already has a reputation for that just, for people taking people's dance, ideas and not giving credit. The, there's hardworking editors who make the audio, and then there's the people who just want to dance and use the song. They don't even credit the person. Mm-hmm. It just bothers me. I mean, like, it's not too hard to just say 
edit, um, credit to the editor who made the audio. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Because I tried making an audio myself and it's pretty difficult. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast we could talk about is, yeah, giving credit. Giving credit where credit is due in social credit media. matters. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about uh, other folks here? We're talking about contemporaries, other artists out there, people you follow online, people in real life. For me, someone who inspired me is actually Kiona, because back in like, grade <laughs> 7, she was constantly drawing, and it really inspired me to start drawing again, because oh. I used to draw a lot when I was younger, but it wasn't, I didn't practice drawing, I didn't like, watch videos on how-tos or whatever, but then when she started drawing, I started, and I started like actually paying attention to things, and... Over the years, we've like grown our Instagram accounts together, and it was really nice. And she continues to inspire me a lot. Abby, that's so sweet. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Fatima? Is there anybody that uh, living, alive, dead on the on on the internet, off off the internet that uh, that inspires you to make to create things? There's this YouTuber. Her channel is Finchwing. Um, she makes a bunch of pretty cool animations that I really like to watch. Mostly it's about Warriors cats. Uh, I'm not a Warriors fan, but I really like the art that she makes. And that's actually how I uh, first got into animation. It was by watching her videos. I remember the first time I saw one of the parts that she made of a multi-animated project. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. How did she make that? And uh, I started looking in her channel and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I want to do this. So I started animating as well because of her. Amazing. Not so long ago, actually, I was watching one of her videos and she said that she got accepted um, for a job in Nickelodeon. So I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. And so yeah, now she's working in Nickelodeon. But before that, uh, she would just post different um parts of multi-animator projects Mm. online and I would just watch them. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful thing the way that the internet and social media and all of this stuff really connects us with contemporaries, with people who are creating things at the same time as we are, the people who are alive at the same time, interested, using similar software, across age, across geographical boundaries, all of those things, and how we are basically involved in this massive collaborative peer mentorship uh, process because of it, because of the connectivity that we get from the internet. Who's an artist that, that you that you find uh, online or YouTube uh, in real life that inspires you? Oh, Angie Nescott for me. She's a really good artist. I think she's the reason why I found my art style. She is a character designer for Zack Studios, the guy who created Miraculous Ladybug. It's a cartoon show. Her story of how she became a character designer is that she was minding her own business. She was a fa- She was a fan of Miraculous Ladybug. She was drawing fan art of it. And then one day the creator of the show saw her art and then he gave her an email and a call asking, would you like to be a character designer for the show? So she ended up designing new characters for his upcoming shows like, I don't know, uh, Spies in Disguise, like these two girls, they're coming soon. And she's also making these miraculous shorts. It's on YouTube. It's like these little animated shorts of Miraculous Ladybug, you know, uh, these little chibi characters of Ladybug and Cat Noir with their little suits and stuff. They're really cute. And I seen her designed as a Burger King toy once. It's really cute. Do you guys mentor others? Do you have do you have Um other than our no, but on my editor side there is some people I teach transitions and stuff. Sometimes I'm thinking maybe I should post tutorials on my 
Instagram to teach people how to add um, do transitions on a light motion because a light motion a light motion is an, is a editing app where you mm. and stuff because it's pretty difficult and I was thinking maybe I should teach people because people are always saying well, it's so difficult how are you so good at it I'm like well this practice mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah. Yeah, I mean, mentorship is just about sharing information, but that information is power, right? So you end up sharing power, and people are uh, really inspired and encouraged by that because a lot of people don't share information of power, right? <laughs> so they say, I'm really good at this, and you don't know how, and I'm not going to tell you, right? Um, probably less so now, but that's really how art ran for a long, long, long time couple of experts and a bunch of people you know on the outside right looking and saying I could never be an artist what about what about you guys any any relationship with mentorship that you want to speak to for the most part I'm kind of self-taught but there's again this one other channel which has a bunch of different tutorials on it and it helps me just get a grasp on my style or like anatomy and stuff um the channel's name is it used to be learn to draw manga but now it's love to draw manga because she kind of stopped posting a lot of tutorials but yeah she still does cool also i just want to ask you guys like you know do you feel that uh, do you guys want to are you going to be making art forever are you going are you looking for a career in the arts oh yeah for sure <laughs> lauren um well, um, for starters, like I, I want to create my own show, or at least work on a Disney movie mm. in the future. Be an animator in Disney. Anything related to Disney, I love Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney's really tangled good. and frozen. You follow hashtag Disney, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but um, also character designing, because Angie really inspired me, and that looks really fun. Creating characters, like giving ideas, like creating your own like creating people is just really fun to do like because you get to have it's like having a backstory out of them like mm-hmm. you don't know yet they what their personality is like creating another person it's like your mother mm. and that feeling is pretty cool so that's why character designing anime an animator or even an animation clean an animator cleanup like cleanup animation make sure like everything's smooth that's pretty cool too or a color, color artist if I improve on my color my coloring style that's good too there's a lot of things you can do as an artist it's it's a lot <laughs> yeah you've got lots of time to improve as, yeah. yeah as an artist I'm so gross <laughs> what about you guys what about you Fatima I'm not sure like I get really scared when I think about this kind of stuff uh, I don't know I want to do something in the arts but I also don't want to do something in arts. I really don't know. What is it that scares you about the arts? Is there an attitude in schools or in, uh, I mean, definitely an attitude in the world about about the dangers of, of being an artist or uh, choosing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the payment, like I don't want to focus too much on prices when I'm uh, thinking about like what I want to be when I grow up. But now that I'm a little bit older, I'm not allowed to dream as, idealistically as it was when I was five like if I wanted to be a ballerina that was like the best thing in the world but now I'm older I'm like no I can't do that that's just that's not oh no crushed at 13 oh my god let us be five forever that just I don't know that just broke my heart (laughs) 
What about you, Abigail? Well, I kind of like an internal conflict. As I'm getting older, I'm trying to think more about what I want to do. But I like a lot of different art things. I like acting. I like writing, drawing, and photography. So I'm kind of trying to choose one and like grow and focus on it instead of focusing on so many different things. But one of my main goals is actually writing a children's book and illustrating it myself because it's something I've wanted to do since I was really young. And I actually have a story. And now that I'm getting better at art, I'm trying to draw the characters and things. But I also like writing a lot of plays. I also really like photography. So I'm thinking maybe I can be I can be a photographer and go to school for that. Mm. But also the thing, um, money. So not much you can really do. I've always heard that like artists don't make a lot of money. So it's kind of like scaring me a little bit. And all my friends want to do like big things like doctor, dentist, architect, all these things that will, that are more like, important to like other people rather than art, which I feel is kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of stressful to think mm. about that. I don't know if we have time to get into all the, to unwrap <laughs> everything you just said there, but I can yeah. tell you that I, I'm not sure dentists are doing more important work than storytellers and artists and people who are, who are reflecting society or self-expression or whatever. But I, but yes, I, I, I hear that you, that, uh, that the world seems to treat it like that because it's maybe because it's associated with money. And sure, everybody thinks doctors are saints, so I won't touch that one. But <laughs> what about you? I, um, when I think about what I want to do in the future, I just think about I love to like express myself. So if art is the way to do that, I'll just get into art. If that's not the way to do that, I won't. Uh, so I've been contemplating about so many different fields, so a variety that my vice principal is so confused. Like last year, I wanted to be an architect. The year before that, I wanted to be a cinematographer. And now I th I'm thinking about journalism mm. or law. They're just all over the place. Mm. So uh, I think uh, it just depends. I'm trying to make the best decision out of my current state. Mm. <laughs> I see the connections and all those things, actually. I want to tell, I want to let people know uh, where we can find you. Um, where can, where can we find you online? So we can't, we can't find you, Fatima. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah wait for it. Wait for it. Well, eventually you'll have to find me. Yeah, I'll find you. What about you, Abigail? You can find me on my Instagram account. It's Abby Draws Things and it's A-B-I, Abby. Well, mine, obviously, Instagram because... <laughs> the only thing I honestly post my things on. <laughs> my um, thing is, um, my, my username is Kiki the Artist, well, K-E-I, K-E-I, underscore the underscore artist. Okay. I'll be in the show notes too, yeah. Uh, you can find my videos on my YouTube channel, Lori Berberian, so uh, L-O-R-I-E-B-E-R-B-E-R-I-A-N. Okay, then my, other, my last questions for you are um, emoji, gif, or sticker? Just one word answer. GIF. Emoji. Probably emoji. Emoji. Email or messaging? Messaging. Email. Messaging. Messaging, probably. Phone call or text message? Text message. Phone call. Text. Phone calls out of the question. I hate phone calls. <laughs> Me too. I find them scary. Um, and a voice note or text message? Voice. Text message. 
text again voice out of the question out of the question oh <laughs> so it's about the audio it's not about that because a voice note is kind of like a text you can check it whenever you want except for it's just audio and then you have to do this on, on the i love voice notes because i hate yeah. The, I miss Blackberry still. I need, like, I hate <laughs> the physical thing. I hate the touch Blackberry so much. Blackberry is actually pretty good, but it's dead now. Do you sad. remember Blackberry? Yes. <laughs> you see one? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, that goodbye now. We're stopping like, this up. Turn this off. One. It has <laughs> Thank you, guys. One. Thanks so much Thank for you. coming and chatting with me today. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> Pleasure yeah. to be here. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening. Join me for the next episode of We Make Media when I speak with director, remixer, and pop sensation Mike Realm. Until then, stay creative and do be artists.